0: Here's a message from Ken LaVica.
1: An institution in sports, the face of college basketball falling in his home finale at a legendary sports venue. How bad did we feel Saturday? Or did we feel bad at all?
0: Stone LeBanowitz
1: hit the open. On your mark.
0: Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Labicka Live, presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. <laughs> Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken Labicka Live on ESPN
1: 106.3. I truly can't even, and I've been racking my brain but i can't remember a moment more memorable for me in sports in maybe my lifetime than the the all-time winningest coach in college basketball yelling at his own fans and throwing his team under the bus in what is supposed to be a day For him to celebrate him Uh, God bless Coach K Ken Levick alive, it's a Monday here on ESPN 106.3 the free ESPN app and all over your smart speaker and because it's Monday, it's the first of two to start the week with Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, he is the, one of the faces of the best damn local sports collection you're going to find anywhere in the country and certainly here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Theo, uh, I I am not in studio with you for that. I apologize. Uh, I, have a, uh, I have a sick kid. Uh, and so, as we've established, I'm not the breadwinner in my household. And so, when a kid is sick and needs to stay home from school, that's where uh, the uh, the lesser of the, uh, the two that <laughs> occupy this household from a couple perspective needs to stay home
2: and take care of some business. I'm, I'm not mad at it, man. You know what? Priorities come first. You know, stay with the sick kid. I'm in here with Stone Lebanowitz so it's almost like I'm also watching a sick kid. Because, you know, it's the same thing. <laughs> For different reasons. Yeah, sick in a different way. Stone
1: Lebanowitz <laughs> Friday Night Lights. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock on ESPN 106.3, Coming to you from the Anna John Levine and Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach, the legendary Phillips Point Towers, right off of the sort of dreary but sweaty Intracoastal. All right, so let's set the scene here, Theo. Uh, Saturday afternoon. Duke, North Carolina. Duke has already clinched a share of the ACC title, going against their unranked bitter rivals, and the bottom falls out in the second half. And Duke loses to North Carolina by double digits in Mike Krzyzewski's home finale, what's supposed to be the coronation of a legendary career, arguably the greatest college basketball coach of all time. They honor him before the game. They're going to honor him after the game, but all the festivities are special spoiled because of a loss. And I have to say, Theo, the scenes... After the final buzzer, uh, where nobody knew what to do, I'm going to treasure those forever because it truly was one of the weirder moments, and it lasted forever. Every minute felt like 10 minutes because you did not know what awkward, uncomfortable, cringy, uh camera shot you were going to see next. There were people crying. There were students crying. Coach K's just shuffling his feet. There's a silence over the entire arena. It was
2: glorious. It was so weird, and I honestly wish I, I had the pleasure of being able to cover a game in Cameron Indoor uh, back when I was in college. And I honestly wish I could have been in that arena because it is such a small, so small, packed arena, and it's almost like even from across the court, you can feel the emotion of somebody you're looking at from you know a hundred yards away or so. It's it's incredible, and it was even better to watch on TV. So, listen,
1: I, I suppose this makes me petty, but also. When you have 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old human beings that are crying (laughs) over a college basketball loss, these are the things I live for. Like, I get it, a 6- or a 7-year-old. I understand it. I've been there. I was a 6- or a 7-year-old crying at sports. But once you get into college, once you're legally an adult and you are in public crying crying (laughs) about sports, that's where... I do nothing but laugh because I find that hilarious. I I think that it is just uh, an absolute knee slapper. I love it. But I I will admit, I felt badly for Coach K because I could tell he didn't want the pregame stuff that was happening. Um, That's not him. Uh, I, I could tell that all the, – the, the pomp and circumstance was not something that he really wanted to be a part of. And then after the game, how miserable is it for a celebration for you mm. when you lose – not only lose, but you lose to North Carolina, your rival for your entire career? And I felt bad for him until – until he hijacked the microphone. <laughs> until he decided that the festivities weren't going to get underway. Until he delivered a specific pointed message to everybody at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Here is to kick off our our tearful and happy post-game festivities, Mike Krzyzewski.
3: This isn't part of the program. This is impromptu by me. I'm sorry about this afternoon. That, no, please, no, please, everyone be quiet. Let me (laughs) just say, it's unacceptable. Today was unacceptable, but the season has been very acceptable. And, uh, And I'll tell you, the season isn't over, all right?
1: Please, everybody, be quiet. That that should be in a book. That is an all-time quote from Mike Krzyzewski. Please, everybody, be quiet. In fact, Stone, if we could just play that every time I feel like I'm being interrupted on this show, uh, I, I think that we're doing something right. I like it. Coach K scolding his own fans, making sure that he takes over before anything can get going postgame, and that's when I realized... I don't feel bad at all. I'm reveling in what happened on Saturday. I have no issues with Coach K, but I do know that the person who loves Coach K most is Coach K. And to see Duke and the arrogance and everything that is that Duke program, to see the tears, to see the anger, to feel the awkwardness. I had a feeling inside of me, Theo, that I haven't had in an awful long time. I was gleeful. At watching this, I thoroughly enjoyed Saturday and everything that happened at Cameron Indoor. I didn't feel bad for Coach K at all. In fact, I think that made the entire thing. We spent days with sappy remembrances of Coach K, and to see everything go full vulnerable there, that was amazing.
2: Yeah. I think it was nice. It also is – it's probably a good thing for that Duke team because it's a wake-up call. I mean, they're one of the contenders for a national title this year. And the, to, to disappoint your coach, Coach K, a guy that spent, what, four decades uh, building up that program into being almost mystical, so much so that 21-year-olds, like you said, were crying at Cameron Indoor Stadium. You've only witnessed like three years of it out there at Duke. So I think to for them to let him down, it was probably a good thing. But also, man, uh, it was nice to see. I mean, who who's sympathetic towards Duke? I don't know, Stone, are, are you like, man, those Duke guys could really use the
4: Lift me up. <laughs> no, I mean no, I'm not. And I, I do enjoy the crying and I think the face paint. <laughs> I yes, do enjoy
1: I, the crying. I think
4: the face paint really highlights the tears coming oh, down. Oh man,
1: when you've got kids, when you have college kids dressed up as Sesame Street characters crying, uh, that really that is the pinnacle. That's the apex of what happened Saturday.
2: They don't, you know, Duke Dookies, as they call themselves, or whatever. I'm not even paying attention I think that they're the Cameron Crazies. Cameron Crazies. Cameron Crazies, but I mean, you know, the Dookies, Yeah. yeah. But all of those <laughs> guys, they just don't elicit a lot of sympathy, you know? So it's its easy for us to laugh, and there's more. There's other characters that if this happened to, like, even Coach K himself, as much as we revere and respect him as a great collegiate coach, maybe one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time, it's like he doesn't, he doesn't draw up any sympathetic emotions out of me. I'm like, yeah, man, you lost over there. Like, I'm glad you're a little begrudged a little bit before your celebration. For sure. Uh,
1: I think that the thing with Duke is that, again, it's the arrogance. That's the word that rings true with Duke is this this thought that, hey, we're just better than you. We're Duke, and uh, they hold it over college basketball fans' heads and have done so for several decades now. And listen, it's easy to start hating on dominance. I mean, we've talked about it with the Warriors. They were cute and cuddly until they weren't, until Steph Curry was ripping out people's souls and and they were winning multiple championships, and he's shimmying. Right. Uh, Then (laughs) it's easy to start hating them. But Duke, not only was it dominance, it was this, hmm, we're the Harvard of uh, the ACC. We're not. Only better at basketball, but we're smarter than you. Coach K knows all. Here's Coach K's book. Here's what Coach K has to say about this. Here's Coach K on life. None of us asked for those things, yet yeah. that's all we had shoved down our throats for decades. So that is why, for me, Saturday was satisfying. And I want it, Stone, I want to have you, if you could, and I want you to react as an athlete. Say you're, and this is a young Duke team, right, Theo? There is a lot, there are a lot of just fresh out of high school, one and done, uh, blue chippers
2: on this Duke roster right yeah yeah this is I mean this is the new Duke yeah. you know coach yeah coach Cal forced them into this
1: <laughs> uh, so you know, we're talking about 18 19 year olds that heavily populate this roster the first couple of lines here from coach K after he again just grabbed the microphone to make sure that he 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 wanted everyone to know that his competitive juices were still flowing but I want stone former college athlete to give his impression after we listen to the first part of this one more time uh how he would feel as one of coach k's players let's listen real quick one more time
3: this isn't part of the program this is impromptu by me i'm sorry about this afternoon that no please no please everyone be quiet let me just (laughs) say it's unacceptable there's today was unacceptable there right there but the season
1: so stone you're one of Coach K's players. You're standing there. You know that the sports cameras of the world are, are, are shining brightly on you. You've just lost to your rival, and you hear that from your coach. How do you feel about
4: that? Deep down, I would be like, Coach, we didn't ask for this. Like, like we didn't, we didn't want this crap. It was probably yep. the most pressure these kids have felt in their entire life. They
1: didn't sign to Duke to be part of Coach K's last home game.
4: Yeah, they didn't. But I mean, a small percentage of them did. But I think like the the brights were too light for these kids, and and Coach K probably had to have known that. So I think when these kids are by themselves in their dorm rooms or you know back in their apartments, they're probably like, man, like what did they expect us to do? Like I would have felt vulnerable the entire time at the game. You have all those eyes on you you know the ticket price thing, and you're trying to put up shots to, to for your team to win the game. I would have felt so much pressure, and that's all Coach K's fault I, if I'm I, a player.
1: I just – I don't – and maybe this is just the way that I approach sports, but – uh, we know Coach K is old school as hell, right, Theo? Like, we know. And and if you read the Wright-Thompson uh, feature on Coach K a couple of weeks ago, you know that old school is him, the mother bleepers, and uh, throwing practice jerseys on the court and telling uh, guys to leave the team if they're not invested anymore and breaking clipboards and throwing chairs. I mean, he's a protege of Bobby Knight. He took on all of Bobby Knight's coaching traits, okay? Uh, I, I just I don't see the benefit in – Doing that, you know, all eyes are on you, and he he kind of I mean, threw threw his guys under the bus in front of everybody. That's not acceptable. I get the point Coach K is trying to prove, and he's trying to he's trying to rally the troops, but that
2: also seemed a little bit cheap. Yeah, he also later in that speech at some point talked about how like, yeah, the players didn't perform, but some of the guys in the stands didn't do that before either. Like, he definitely didn't I didn't hear too much of him saying, you know, I could have coached a better game. So, 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 so that's like we get it. You're an old, curmudgeony, y, uh, you know, old school, old thinking
1: coach. We understand Coach K. Yeah. Like, but he goes out of his way. He wants, he goes out of his way to make sure we all know how competitive he is. And honestly, it's so phony. It, it just, it all comes off as so phony.
4: Now I, I will say though, who's to know and we're not as general viewers, like how the players actually performed and as far as X's and O's go. And well, like they inside lost the by tape.
1: double digits. I mean right, I they, think chances are their film study wasn't good. <laughs> right. So
4: to Coach K's, that's you know, to help his argument out. Like what if there was simple mistakes that they haven't they haven't done all season long and none, they have he hasn't seen before in any game film and then they come out on, on Saturday and do that? In front of everybody, I am sure it could have been a little shocking or disappointing.
1: Sure, but it also isn't going to help their case going to the ACC tournament it isn't going to help them going into the NCAA tournament, and it also doesn't uh, really help the argument. Oh, Coach K cares about these kids because I, I again, I understand that old school is old school, and there is a lot of us who still latch on to that. But uh, again. To the point you were making, Stone, these kids didn't sign up to be part of Coach K's final home game. They just happen to be uh, circumstantially involved in this, and they played a bad game. They played a bad game at a bad time. It's one thing to say it in the locker room or say it at the post-game press conference podium, but to do it in the middle of the floor before a ceremony that's going out across the world to honor him <laughs> that should be focused solely on him, that's a raw deal, and that's why I really didn't feel bad at all that coach k lost his final home game i did not feel bad that coach k lost his final game at cameron indoor i mean theo i just i can't find the sympathy i yeah. had it initially then i heard that and that was a big eh-eh uh-uh for me
2: well and a- another thing for it is like this is a unc team that has been down that has been bad throughout the year a team that duke i believe beat by over 20 points At Chapel Hill earlier in the year, so it's like it's there was no pressure on that squad. Another thing people are kind of like failing to realize is like, of course the Tar Heels were going to come in there loose as heck, also wanting revenge from what happened to them earlier in the year, and also oh yeah, this is the big stage. Tickets are what over five thousand dollars. Yeah, they're just playing spoiler. Yeah, and they're like, if we lose, it doesn't matter. If we win, we get to ruin Coach K's biggest day. And they did. And they did it. So I think that another thing that we kind of have to view on, on on that end, yeah, you look at Duke and all the pressure that was on them, but look at the – I mean, the UNC guys are licking their chops. Yeah. It, it was all it, – it, the table was set for something like this
1: to happen, which is why even furthering I, – I don't get the reaction post game from Coach K. I understand being disappointed. I understand relax. that. But you've got to get a hold of yourself. Yeah, relax. Uh, you, uh, yeah, I- exactly. Like you've got to you've got to understand the moment and he didn't understand the moment. I don't feel bad at all. Do you feel bad that coach K lost his final game at Cameron Indoor Stadium? Do you feel bad coach K lost his final game at Cameron Indoor? 8887603776 888760 888-760- 3776. You can tweet at us, at KLV1063. That's how you get a hold of us. Uh, But again, do you feel bad Coach K lost his final home game? I just thought that whole situation was unbecoming. And I love the part of Coach K saying, hey, I love my family more than I love basketball. There were touching moments to this. Coach K is good at life lessons. He is good at talking about family virtues. He's been good for an awful lot of people. He's the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest college basketball coach of all time who, and Theo, you you mentioned it, he had to adjust to an approach to college basketball he was forced into, uh, the one and done, and he did it. He did it very well. He did it begrudgingly, but he did it because he knew that that was what it was going to take to survive. That's the reason Roy Williams decided to get out of the sport, because he didn't want to do it anymore. And Coach K hung in there, and he put together really good teams, and he's produced countless uh, NBA talents, but I just for for one second I wish he would have been able to just flush the ah uh, been the same uh, the same guy uh, nose to the grindstone for four decades and would have shown a little bit of sympathy for a situation none of those players asked for yeah. at all and that's why I just I don't feel bad about it at all i I, I don't I can't find the sympathy, and I also want to be clear on this too. You said you've covered a game at uh, at Cameron Indoor Theo, and it's a great experience right it It really truly is to yeah. to say you've been able to
2: be there for a game, that's just different right yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a different feeling, and I probably didn't even appreciate it as much when i was I was a college kid, you know I was like twenty years old, uh, I was like Stone's Age, and I probably didn't appreciate it as much <laughs> in the moment, but yeah. I do looking back on it it was it's historic, man, it was nice, and I checked out the little museum. And the Coach Case surrounds Yeah, they've got a Hall of Fame. Of yeah. Yep. And, and, like, I don't – uh, and I, I, I'm I, going to say this because I
1: don't want people from FAU to, to get mad at me because Duke has been very good randomly to the Florida Atlantic Basketball program. Uh, they've paid us a lot of money to play there a couple of times. Wow. That was great. Thank good. you, Coach K. Um, uh, also, they've been very gracious with, their, with Cameron Indoor as a practice facility for FAU in the middle of Conference USA road trips. I've actually been to Cameron Indoor more in a practice setting than I have been in, in an actual game setting because that was always our stop between old dominion and charlotte was to practice a cameron indoor uh what uh, the the godson of coach k is tim kane who's an assistant for murray state they're going back to the ncaa tournament uh former fau assistant tim kane who's a great person and uh, obviously has nothing but great things to say about coach k uh listen coach k has been great to fau but I need to separate that from what happened on Saturday and what's happened throughout Coach K's career, including, uh, you know, scolding players for taking a late shot in a blowout game, then lying about it in the NCAA tournament, then having to go back and admit that he was lying. Like, just the arrogance, things like that The Coach K knows best. This is why I think very few have a ton of sympathy for him and why I don't have any sympathy
2: because it showed up after the game Saturday what we don't like about Coach K. Yeah, it it did, and and you as much as you want to honor and respect the guy. I mean, it's okay for us to kind of highlight those points too, because a lot of people are doing it, and he's he's had you know mounds of success. I don't think it, he cares at all that we're criticizing. No, him there's for not being a
1: chance he cares. Grumpy,
2: yeah, it's like yeah, he's militaristic and he wins a lot of basketball games. Cool, right. Right,
1: that's what it comes down to. <laughs> cool. Do you feel bad Coach K lost his final home game? 888 760 and on Twitter, at KLV1063. Do you feel bad Mike Krzyzewski lost his final home game on Saturday? Ken Levick Alive is presented by the fau MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the fau MBA Sport Management Program. For 22 years, almost as great an institution as uh as duke basketball but at the sports business level the fau nba sport management program this is elite dr jim reardon he is a fearless leader but he unlike coach k has been able to uh bring his his coaching methods and he's brought them into the modern day because he has professors coming in that currently work in the sports industry they are Teaching students about NFTs, about crypto, about all the things that are currently shaping the sports industry. He understands this isn't 22 years ago. This is today. This is 2022. That's why this is the best MBA sport management program. The one at Florida Atlantic. Find out more: fau.edu/slash/mba sport. That's fau.edu/slash/mba sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Sign up for full semester classes online or on campus in Boca Raton. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management. Program. Program. Do you feel bad Coach K lost his final home game at Duke? 888-760-3776. 760 3776 We'll take your calls and also get to your social media posts when we come back. Also, when we return, that was really awkward after the Duke loss. I mean, the visuals were striking. It was cringy. It was weird. And I'm just wondering, are there any other sports moments that felt as awkward as post-Duke loss? to north carolina on saturday we'll discuss when we come back theodore cwp tv news channel 5 WFLX fox 29 i'm ken Levica. i'm live on espn
0: 106.3 from the nhr and Bean studios in downtown west palm beach you are listening to ken LaVica live on espn 106.3 we are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash sport. It's Monday. That means Theo
1: Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And damn, does he do a good job on TV. We love to have him in here Mondays on radio. Um, Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. Uh, I, am, uh, I am on my back patio uh, at my home. I suppose Stone, does this make this a uh, bright line on the move? <laughs> I, th- I think it does. I think it does. I'm not, I'm not in the studio. I'm, I'm at my home, but usually at 1228 Eastern Time on weekdays, the Anna John Levin accident of Turner Studios are my home. So, Brightline on the move. I am uh, brought to you today by Brightline. Go Brightline.com. Use the free Brightline app, and don't forget, in the month of March, kids ride free on Brightline, the only way to get to the heat. Uh, so, we've been talking, Coach Kane, whether or not you feel bad that he's lost his home finale and i'm getting some messages on social media theo that i'm just soft that I I, I don't, I would never survive in uh, the athletics world because I'm soft. Listen, just because I don't like the way Coach K conducts himself, I don't think that makes me soft. I'm soft for a variety of reasons because I want Coach K to maybe show a modicum of empathy. I don't think that necessarily makes me soft. Like what worked four decades ago probably isn't necessarily resonating with the modern day athlete. That's just me. What do I know? I've only been in college athletics for damn near 20 years.
2: Yeah, well people when people say you're soft or people call you a casual or there's a lot of those trigger words that people just try to throw at you to try and chip down at your argument. Stand talking you are soft, <laughs> but not because of this point. That's right. I, yeah, soft. I, I'm soft.
1: I am soft for a lot of reasons. Not this, I don't think. Uh, asked on social media, do you feel bad for Coach K when he lost his Duke finale? Nick Scott tweets, "His Duke finale will either be he wins the Natty or he gets bounced in the first round by a 14 or a 15 seed. That's his tourney track record. Thanks. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see. This Duke team winning the national championship, but I need to be fully transparent. Uh, I pay attention a lot to Conference USA in college basketball and the top 25, and so uh, I suppose Nick Scott knows better than I do, but I, it doesn't feel like
2: Duke is winning a national championship. They got the talent, I mean, and, and you got to give Coach K a credit, and I know Stone probably is more locked in than both of us, so I'll let him get his take on it, but you know, Coach K has the one in Dunner's, and and for a guy, I, I want to make a point about this one and done before you give your take, because Stone is chopping at the bit. Uh Stone Billis needs to jump. Yeah. Stone, we need it. We need it. Uh Coach K wasn't like his first like couple of one and duns, Kyrie Irving and like Jalil Okafor. Yeah. The fact that he stuck with it, man. I mean, you gotta give that guy some credit because Okafor and Irving as your first couple of one and duns. I know Irving was, you know, good at basketball, but what a Kyrie wasn't
1: weird it. yet though. He Con- wasn't all the like, way weird
2: yet. He wasn't all the way weird. He was just Duke kind of weird? <laughs> weird. Do you think the being at Duke and gaining a little more arrogance with some of his already oh, predetermined yeah. ideals made him oh, a little yeah. more Kyrie? Oh, yeah. yeah huh. Probably
1: festered that a little bit so uh, a little Case bit more. Up.
2: Uh, Stone Sto- Billis,
1: what uh, college basketball point did you need? Name- All right,
4: make? well, here it is, guys. Here's the thing with Duke. I, uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean seriously, no, they're really good. They are really good. They have a lot of freshmen who who can make instant impact. And I, I, To yeah, Theo's Paolo point, kid, right? Paolo Bancharo is Banchero. nasty.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. That
4: boy is nasty, and he'll carry him if he has to. A lot of the times down the stretch, the ball's in his hands. It's just one of those things. Yeah. He's the youngest but most experienced, he seems like, when he's playing. But I think that, to Theo's point he made earlier, like this could be a big, big wake up call at the perfect time yep. for these guys. But I what think... if it's
1: not? What if? What if? What if it isn't? Though that's my point. Like is... they
4: come in off of like an um, emotional loss. Well,
1: what I'm saying is, if this was a group, uh, like, <laughs> let's just use. And I, I'm not going to get too hardcore into college basketball because I don't think that our audience necessarily <laughs> wants us to do that. But if are you, you had kidding team...
2: me? You know how many I... Bonnie's fans are out here right now, <laughs> just waiting on you to. Talk about wow, St. Bonaventure. Did, wow, yeah. Theo dropping a St. Bonaventure, who, by the yeah. way, two years ago did play at FAU and uh, and beat the Owls. Now, all of, uh, can I just point something out? All of Ken's like college basketball references go back to FAU at some point. I yeah,
1: because well, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure FAU has played every Division one college basketball team. And my when you're a, <laughs> when you're a, a mid major team, uh, you just play everybody. That's the the way it works. So I have a story about every team in the country, uh, even if it's like a decade old. Yeah. But uh, Illinois for example to, to going back to stone what you were talking about uh, if if you had a team like Illinois that is full of veteran players, guys who in modern-day college basketball, that means three years or more.
2: Trent right, Frazier's been there for like eight years. Frazier's
1: been, yeah, Fra- <laughs> Trent Frazier, the Wellington product, is finishing his sixth year. They had their senior night last night. They beat Iowa. They win the Big Ten. Uh, but even uh, Kofi Coburn, uh, Demonte Williams, all those guys, they've been there for three or more years. What Coach K did Saturday works with them. That turns into a wake-up call. With them. But when you have 18 and 19 year olds, I don't care how good they are, I don't care how advanced beyond their years they are. I just don't think that type of coaching works not in 2022 uh-uh. that's not the way to go coach K comes off as if he would have if he would have grabbed the mic and instead of saying what he said and let's listen to the first couple of seconds just real quick so we can give context to this again and then I'll tell you how coach K as in Ken would handle the ah. scenario <laughs> the 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 all-time college basketball wins leader coach K n but let's hear coach K <laughs> sh- 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 Ski from Saturday after Dukes lost to North Carolina.
3: This isn't part of the program. This is impromptu by me. I'm sorry about this afternoon. That, no, please, no, no. please, everyone be quiet. Be what quiet. I just say it's unacceptable. <laughs> Today was unacceptable.
1: Okay, good. So here's how I would handle that as Coach N, okay? So I would grab the mic, and I would do the same thing. This is impromptu. This isn't part of the program. Uh, And when people started to make noise, I wouldn't tell them to be quiet. I'd say, give me a second. Just give me a second. Let me say my piece. Uh, this obviously was disappointing today, but it's been a great year. We have won the ACC title, and let's go win a national championship. How about that?
2: Oh How about goodness. approaching it like that as hold opposed on. to forty-year-old curmudgeon coach? Wait, K. Ken, Ken, hold on, because I think Duke has an opening coming up. And if, if you if you spit dollars <laughs> like that, like they might be calling up. We need you here, bro. Stop giving out coach speak hey. like that. All I'm going to say, Theo, is
1: John Shire, watch your back. I'm coming in the rearview mirror, okay? Wow. I'm right behind you. Um, uh, That's going to be such a culture shock, too, at Duke. I know that John Shire is one of the prized Coach K players in Duke history, but we're talking about a young dude who is just into his 30s, who I think obviously approaches life and the game of basketball significantly different than Coach K. That's going to be a wild, wild, wild. Wild change in approach from Coach K. I can't even good. imagine what that's going to be like.
2: He better be good. Those are like the biggest shoes to fill um, of like maybe all time in college basketball. You want to talk about that changeover. So he better be good early. It's going yeah, it to be
1: ugly. That's the thing. Like how much of a leash does someone like Coach K's successor, no matter who it would be, but they have gone with the inside Duke, beloved former Dukey approach. How much, say, say you, you start like – uh, no ACC championship. You obviously go to the NCAA tournament, but you don't win an ACC championship in the first two years. When do you start feeling hot seat stuff with John Shire?
0: Ooh,
4: the leash is as, as long as Coach K allows it to be. But he said, said he's like not going to be part call. of the program yeah, any longer. He said, he said I'm out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: They'll probably still consult. Come on, Stone Billis. What, wait, what did you <laughs> say, Theo? I think they'll probably still he'll, he'll still have their ear if he wants to, but he's probably not. He probably wants to gonna go enjoy post-basketball life. But what I will say is a lot of what is going to happen at Duke in the next few years, we're going to figure out just how strong that Duke brand is because guys were still going to Duke to play for Coach K.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Coach K was the brand,
2: yes. right? Duke's not a brand. Without Coach K, we've never known it or we'll, to be. we'll find out if it is a brand without yeah. Coach K. I think that'll be the most telling thing is what will these next couple of recruiting classes look like. I was going to say you got
4: to pay attention to the recruiting classes. Yeah. That's going to be the first. Don't
2: really is, ma- I mean, it doesn't man. matter how great. I mean, he could be a genius head coach, but in college basketball, a talent, you know, and in college sports in general, talent kind of supersedes all. So. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, Sobick tweets, don't feel bad for Coach K,
3: but
1: you always want a legend to go out with a win in their home finale. Well, it makes the story better for that. Fan base. I can assure you that there are very few in North Carolina that feel anything resembling remorse or anything uh, resembling a bad feeling after Saturday. Did you see the photos of, of the kids, the students out in the streets celebrating like they won a national championship on Saturday night? You think that didn't make them feel good? The
2: streets it, were flooded.
1: Flooded yeah. uh, with powder blue. I mean, it was absolutely striking. Uh, and... Uh, I, Hooter hater says, I didn't feel bad. He's not entitled to a win just because it's his last game on the home hardwood. And I think that North Carolina showed that. Like like you said, Theo, they came in and there was a, let's just get it done. And they did. It's clear Duke was wildly distracted, which makes
2: it even more inappropriate what Coach K did after the game. Right, right. It's kind of like, it's kind of bratty of him. It was kind of like, it's almost like, dude, we know. We know. Like, all right, everybody's disappointed right now. The fans are disappointed, the players are, and you're disappointed. You could have just cracked a little joke there off the top, like, hey, guys, they really whooped their tails, right? And they just kept it moving, like, let's get on with the celebration.
1: That's not we'll Coach be K's style, though. That man I has know. not shown humor in his life.
2: But it's just like, dude, just relax. Like, You don't have to crack a joke then, but just don't interrupt the, the you know, people spent a lot of time getting that program together. We don't need your impromptu, uh, you know, mood downer off the top of it. So. Yeah. I, think,
4: I think to put it into perspective for these kids as an athlete, like, they you, we saw the stats of how expensive the tickets were the most expensive college sporting ticket in history it was
1: past uh, most uh, modern day super bowls
4: right so literally so i if you if you want to put it into perspective you know hearing from a, a player's side that is the biggest game any sport you play any level you're at that the, 75 80% of the kids on the duke roster will ever be a part of yeah. and until they die yeah. like the biggest thing they've ever been a part of so to expect them to go out and perform in the biggest moment of their lives, each and every one of them, it's just a tall order.
1: Uh, unless they get to a final four, that's gonna be the, the biggest game they play in their college career. No no doubt. No, no
2: no no. I would I would argue packed. I would argue even if they go to the national championship, it was that there was more pressure on that game given the circumstances. It's UNC Duke, the greatest rivalry in college basketball. I agree with you. It's Coach K's last game in Cameron and Door, and the tickets were over five I mean, thousand dollars for insane. the cheap seats. By the way, who knew Jerry Seinfeld was a uh, was a Duke fan? Him <laughs> him sitting
1: next to Adam Silver was one of the more what the hell? Yeah, reactions the, I've had? What's the
4: text chain between Seinfeld and Adam? <laughs> like, hey, you want to meet up outside? When
1: <laughs> hey, you want to uh, like Evan Cohen tweeted. You want to just split the PJ and uh, we'll uh, roll do- roll on <laughs> to Durham together? Like, how does that happen? <laughs> that, that is was really bizarre. That was uh, a random pairing. <laughs> it's totally random. Do you feel bad, Coach K, lost his final home game? I don't. I don't. Theo doesn't feel that bad. Stone, no, not really. Even though he Stone Bill, is pride of Duke, he does not feel <laughs> yeah. that badly. Do you feel bad, Coach K? Lost his final home game. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. And tweeted us at KLV one zero six three. And I would heavily recommend that you read Wright Thompson's feature on Coach K at ESPN.com because he gives a lot of insight into the type of person and coach. Mike Szeszewski is, you will see how basically his entire coaching personality has been framed by Bobby Knight, whether he wants to admit it or not, uh, how paranoid. He is, how little humor he finds in things, how difficult it is for him to accept when he's wrong about something. In addition, he's also been a great mentor, but there are a lot of flaws with the man that he has not addressed and will refuse to address. Do you feel bad Coach K lost his final home game? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Interesting question from Jay Hink on Twitter. What's up with Coach K's hair? No gray? Uh, Where are we standing on that? Do we think – now, Coach K has has looked haggard over the years. He has had health problems. He obviously uh, holds in a lot of stress usually around midseason. He starts to look rough. But we've never seen gray hair with Coach K. Where are we standing on this? Does he diet or is he just naturally genetically gifted where he just has
2: the jet black hair and will forever have the jet black hair? No, he's dying that stuff, man. (laughs) I don't know if it's just for men's or 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 whatever. I don't know the products yet because I haven't dipped into that side Yet. i gotta get a few more years on me he's definitely going jet black
4: it's 100 just for men
2: yeah there's no men? doubt yeah now here's
1: my question about that
2: i am a firm believer in
1: the natural gray look like yeah. it's honestly gotten to a point where even there are there are starting this tells you how old i am there are some women that i went to high school with that are starting to gray a little bit like you know like a streak of gray in their hair and i, I think to myself you know what that's she's still attractive like i i'm at a point where i'm finding on a men's side gray looks regal it it, like i tell evan this all the time because evan he's talked about it on the air he has gray and i think it looks good on him he looks refined it looks like he's seen some things and he's successful but i also feel like now uh gray i've accepted it to where i'm like man like she she looks good like that that works why not does he think it's weakness? If 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 this is true, he's using the black hair dye. Uh, do you think that he sees gray as a weakness, or he's trying to defy age? What's the the mentality behind that?
2: I, I
4: mean, what you guys think? I mean, I, I, I don't I, I don't know. I just are you seeing him as foxy? Like I, I wouldn't know how to
1: describe. <laughs> I'm just saying that I don't think that I I don't think that there's any shame in showing off the gray. I, I'm curious to hear from. If there are any, is there anybody? And I. It, I, I think this might sound sexist. I don't mean it to be, but I'm really more curious from a a male perspective because I think societally, and I'm not saying this is the case for me, but from a societal standpoint, Theo, wouldn't you agree if Theo's going to say, don't drag me into this, jerk? <laughs> um, but uh, it's more acceptable for men to go gray. How right? could
2: you say something like that? <laughs> <without> <laughs> Kendler, I, knew, I this, knew that was this coming. This guy uh, here, man. I, I knew mean, that was coming. You give him two hours on a radio show <laughs> and he just says anything, man. We'll no, take like, an hour back. I, I, I
1: just, I, but, but honestly, I, I I'm looking more for but uh, women feel no, free to, to, no.
2: I, to I'm with you, Ken. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Guys like, get the pass more for having the great Yeah, yeah. Because guys get men get a pass for everything. It's, right. That's like, another thing though, like even like with T V, so on the T V side, you, you as a guy you, you don't get hired for certain positions because you look too young. As yeah. a woman, you don't get hired for certain positions because you look too old. Right, right. But, or they might try to walk you out the door like they did with some people. In you know, I won't talk about the famous sideline reporter who they eased out at uh-huh. Fox Sports. So I won't get into that.
4: Uh-huh. But,
2: but- what, I, what I will say is, yes. Yeah. The distinguished look on a man with the you know a little salt and pepper. Girls tend to like
4: that. There's phenomenal stuff there. Too. And
1: uh, Ricky, Ricky uh, <laughs> tweets at us: Pierce Brosnan, George Clooney, Gray is fire. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, Ooh, Gray is uh, fire. For if there's anybody out there, and I'm not judging. I promise, I'm not judging. I'm more curious than anything, and I know that this is a little bit older area, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Those of you who might be hitting the die. OK, you're hitting the die. You're trying to cover up the gray. My question is, what is the thinking behind that? Why? I'm just curious because I'm close to getting gray. I found occasionals here and there. It's going to become more widespread. I'm going to have, Theo, a decision to make. What do I do? Mm. Do I let the grays uh, run wild um, like Hulkamania or do I dye my hair? and they keep it like a brownish type of color. But if you dye your hair, like we suspect Coach K has done for many years, if you dye your hair, what's the rationale behind it? Why? 888-760-3776. 760 3776 And you can tweet it us, at KLV1063. If you dye your hair... Uh, Why? What is what is the thinking behind that? Uh, because I, I get why there would still be, Theo, a, a thought that, oh, man, I need to look youthful. I need to Wait, look spry.
2: Do people with brown hair, does your hair turn gray? I didn't know yeah. that. I've never seen somebody with brown and gray hair.
1: Well, here's the thing. My, my hair, it, well, it exists. I, I promise <laughs> you it exists. Um, mm. But it, it also, I've got like a dirty blonde color hair. I'd have to, you can't dye your hair dirty blonde though yeah. so I'd have a decision to make do I let the grays just completely take over or do I go to an unnatural hair color as close to my natural hair color as I can find which might be more noticeable or do I just eat it you know like that, this is I don't know I'm more I'm more asking this question out of I'm going to need this advice sooner rather than later so I might as well get it done now
2: Yeah,
1: right? yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking ahead if you dye your hair and again Theo thinks yeah just for men for Coach K. Stone thinks, yeah, definitely, just for men, Coach K. He's dying it black. If you do dye your hair, you're listening right now, why? Why do you dye your hair to hide grays? I'm just curious about it. In a world where I think it's more normal to accept The haireds. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. When we come back, uh, the most awkward sports moment of the weekend was definitely the 15 minutes before anybody said anything after Dukes lost to North Carolina and there are Sesame Street costumed uh, students crying in the stands. I mean, just incredibly awkward. But college basketball also produced the second most awkward Awkward moment of the weekend as well. I'll tell you what that was when we return. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN
0: 106.3. From the Anajar and Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash MBA sport.
1: Hey Stone, guess who's been upgraded to questionable for the Heat tonight? Uh-oh. You want me to say it or do you want, I to, want say you it? to say it? No, you say it. Can I say it? You go ahead. Theo, you say it.
2: Woo! Victor Oladipo! Let's <laughs>
1: go. Victor Oladipo upgraded to questionable. I feel like this is a go, boys. I feel like everything's coming together. ESPN oh, is, uh, doesn't want to talk about him, but the heat,
4: <laughs> they're coming together, baby. The green light is on. It is all green it for Victor. It is all
1: green. All gas, no bright. That's tru- what I say. You
4: got to trust Eric Spoelstra to not clear a guy unless he's 110% ready just to just to go full speed.
1: Yeah. No, honestly, it's, it's total heat culture to be labeled as questionable and give it a go. Yeah. Coming off of a
2: one-year injury. Let's rock. Let's rock, man. <laughs> it's and, time to go, man. And that's a full-throttle dude. That's not a guy you bring out there and he's, like, trotting around. For sure. Know, half, no, no. He's uh, full-throttle. So absolutely. I, lo- I love me some Victor Oladipo. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I, I was looking this morning back at everything I was reveling in Saturday night, like the – Crying 20-year-old Duke students in the stands and the one dressed as Bert from Sesame Street who has tears streaming down his face and all the sadness. And as someone who has routinely seen my favorite college basketball teams wrecked by Coach K Duke squads for my entire lifetime, it warmed my heart to see the proceedings on Saturday but it was also awkward cuz no one knew what to do, right? Like, nobody. There was this sort of murmur throughout Cameron Indoor and Theo, like you said earlier, imagine if you were in there because the mm-hmm. if 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 I could if I could give a basic explanation of what it's like to be in Cameron Indoor from a size perspective. Like I'm telling you Theo, there are any number of high school gyms in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast that are not only bigger but significantly bigger than yeah.
2: Cameron Indoor. Yeah definitely so and 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 i'll get to i mean those ticket prices were high, so that was a different crowd for them, too, right yeah. in that compact spot. Those are rich people sitting yeah. on top of each other's right. laps.
1: Right, exactly. We're talking NBA-level VIP at yeah. a college basketball game, okay? And so that was awkward. Nobody knew what to do. And it was made more awkward by Coach K scolding everybody then. Um, <laughs> he
2: but scolded the- Jerry Seinfeld. He yeah. shut Jerry Seinfeld yeah. up. Adam Silver and Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> got
1: scolded by Coach K on Saturday. And they were just
2: trying to coddle him. They're like, oh, come on, man. Right. It's
1: okay. Right. Now – There was another awkward moment from college basketball on Saturday, and it was at Auburn, where I don't know if you guys saw this, but the giveaway to the student section at Auburn, and they've been the number one team through a good portion of this season. They're likely going to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. But they were given, the students were given foam fingers. But I'm going to describe them to you, okay? I'm going to describe them to you, and for anybody listening right now, I want you to visualize this, okay? They were foam fingers... But the index finger at the tip of it had a basketball.
0: Not a big one.
1: uh, You're right. Not a big one. I want everybody to just think about what it might look like (laughs) when you have something long and extended. And at the end of it, there is a ball shape. What that might look like. And there were 5,000 of these given away to Auburn students Saturday for their game. That's right. 5,000 phalluses were in attendance at the Auburn game. I mean, could you be more fearful for your job as the athletics marketing director at Auburn than when that went viral? Because you had probably months to think about that as a giveaway. And you, nor anybody that works for you, may have had it occur to them that, huh, that, um, that looks like a phallus. Maybe we shouldn't give that away yet. They went full throttle with it. Uh, that's a, that
2: is a, a hilarious yet awful marketing job on Auburn's part. I'll, I'll say this because I worked, when I was at uh, Hampton University, I actually worked with the marketing team, and we would be like, things like that would go through our office. Of course, there was a main person, and then guys like myself who were students who helped. And uh-huh. I could only imagine if after we had ordered them and they came in, I'm just thinking about the guys <laughs> in the office. They're sitting looking at these 5,000. Uh, what should be foam finger saying we're number one, but it's saying uh, something a little different. And they were like, "Dude, we already got them. We, we gotta give them out. <laughs> yeah, we gotta give them out." <laughs> oh, man,
1: it's so good. We spent so much money on these things. Yeah. What What if like if the marketing director is just completely oblivious, and he or she was sabotaged from within? Uh, like, it, it is like you said, a bunch of students, and they're like, "This will be hilarious," <laughs> and they just sabotage that person. A the chance. crime came from the inside. There's a chance that's a setup right there. Somebody wants the job. Right. But but yeah exactly but like stone it's not even a question the first thing i thought i saw the <laughs> back of one first and i was like huh, That is um that's a phallus.
4: So so I saw the same picture you did. It seemed like they were out in the courtyard or outside the stadium. Did anybody catch a glimpse of them being thrown around the <laughs> stands or just I waving loud and proud?
1: See. Oh man, the, the thought of those being tossed around the student <laughs> section, phalluses in flight would completely <laughs> make my week.
4: Yeah, or just being like, you know, just waved around in the air like after a big <laughs> bucket. There's just Could you imagine a that you're of them
1: shooting a free throw and those things are being waved in front of
2: you? How do you keep a straight face? I don't know. I would have to tell him, hey, guys, can you please uh, make yourself appropriate? Please, zip it up. <laughs> oh, there. man, I just feel like that is hilarious.
1: I absolutely love that. Oh, Auburn, what in God's name were you thinking? Good Lord. That was so, so awkward. Uh, when we come back, the the Heat, they're the best team in the East, but ESPN – apparently has a problem with them. I cannot quite understand that. Also, Theo Dorsey has quite the observation in his everyday life, and he's about to call some of you out. Also, Kirk Herbstreet is going where? We'll explain all of this when we return for our number two. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.